This morning's reading is taken from John, chapter 16, verses 16 to 22. That's John 16. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born... She forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. This is the word of the Lord. Very good morning to you all. Hello, and uh, welcome again to you all here in person or online watching right now, or maybe later on today or in the week. Uh, Really good to be together. My name is Chris. Uh, Let's pray for God's help as we look at his word together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that uh, you are good all the time. And we ask that you would grow us today in unshakable joy in you. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Joy runs deeper than despair. Joy runs deeper than despair. Is that ridiculous, wishful thinking? Uh, Well, the lady who said it was a lady called Corrie ten Boom. You might have heard of her. Uh, She was a Dutch lady uh, who, in the Second World War, uh, lost everything. Her home, her family, very almost her life. But even in despair, God grew her joy. She said, joy runs deeper than despair. So this November, uh, what are we expecting? What are we expecting? Uh, Despair? Yeah, I think we'll have our moments of that, won't we? But can we also expect that God will grow our joy? Can he do that? Absolutely. 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 Yeah, this morning we're thinking about joy. Uh, Specifically, how can God's Spirit grow us in having joy more and more and more? Uh, We're in our series on the Holy Spirit, and uh, first his life, and now his fruit, which means just really um, the deep effect that the Holy Spirit has on us. And before we go any further, uh, let's kind of recap some really important starting points about the Spirit. There are four quick things to help us. Uh, One would be, uh, we have the Holy Spirit in us, how? By belonging to Jesus. So the only way to have the Spirit is by trusting Jesus for ourselves as our Saviour and our Lord. 
Uh, two, two, all believers have all the Holy Spirit all the time. We don't just have some of him. He's a person and we have all of him all the time. And that's really, really important. That's good news because three, the fruit of the Spirit in us is about the Spirit's power to grow our character. So it's not about uh, making us successful. It's about growing what we're like as a person. And we're not grown by our power in this, uh, but it's his power in us. That's what it is. So we need to keep asking God again and again. And scripture, the Bible feeds that growth as the Spirit brings it to life for us. And what's the point of this? Well, for the point of the fruit of the Spirit is for God's glory, not ours. The point is so that people around us can see that God is there and God is good. So with all that said, what about joy itself? What do we mean by Christian joy? What is it? Well, here's my summary from the Bible. Uh, Christian joy is unshakable delight in God that everyone around us can see. Unshakable delight in God that people around us can see. That's Christian joy. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at three ways that the Holy Spirit can grow joy in us. These are kind of three huge things to enjoy about God. And the point really is that these things about God never ever change. They don't change. They never ever stop. That is a really vital thing to realize. Um, Because for all of us here this morning, or watching at home, the natural thing we do is to look for joy or happiness in places other than God's. We do it a lot. But those things will always come to a stop at some point. So here we have three huge non-stop things to enjoy about God in whatever situation we find ourselves in. Here's the first. Here's the first. Enjoying God's non-stop pleasure. Uh, In the Old Testament, uh, God said that he would take total non-stop pleasure in his people. Um, I'm going to read from an Old Testament prophecy called uh, Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 17. Uh, So do listen as I read this. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves you. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. He will rejoice over you with singing. So what does that mean for us today? Uh, It means that Because God treats believers in Jesus as though they were as perfect as Jesus, he never stops singing over us, never stops smiling at us. I have a friend uh, who tells me that as soon as she was born in the hospital, her father held her for an hour just singing over her, singing Amazing Grace for a whole hour. Brilliant. He was just so happy with his daughter. And if we belong to Jesus, God rejoices over us with singing. He's so happy with us. He can't stop singing, can't stop smiling. That's what he's saying. And that is mind-blowing. Just try and take a moment to let that sink in. God, the creator, loves you and sings over you. Isn't that amazing? 
usually we think of us singing to God, don't we? You know, on Sundays especially. But this is the other way around. Him singing over us. He loves thinking about us. We make him smile. It's really important for this to go deep down into our hearts. Uh, Think of it this way. And and children especially, you might find this helpful. Um, Imagine you're you're playing sport in a huge stadium. And wonderfully, it's full of people. How nice. Um, and they're singing for you and for your team, okay? Uh, how good would that feel? That would feel brilliant, right? But then you muck up, actually. You're going for the ball, and the best player on your team is going for the ball as well, and you give them an elbow in the face by accident. Nose is broken, blood everywhere, and like, oh, it has to go off the pitch. And now the team's lost their best player, so the team kind of falls apart. You'd be horrified at what you've done. And you'd want to come hide away, wouldn't you? Yeah? And what does the crowd do? They're going to boo. They're going to say, get off the pitch. How could you do that? You'd feel awful, wouldn't you? You want to hide away. Your joy evaporates. You'll hate the crowd. You'll want to give up. But imagine if the crowd reacts in a completely different way. What if, instead of booing, they just keep on singing for you? They're singing that, yeah, you marked up, but they love you and they're still cheering for you. Can you imagine that? If that happens, your joy won't go away. It's going to grow. You're going to think, like, wow, is this for real? Do they really love me and just not when I'm doing okay or doing well? Wow. If you believe and trust in Jesus... God's pleasure at you is non-stop, non-stop, even when we muck up, which we do. So for you and me, let's ask God to grow us in really enjoying this about God. This means in prayer, asking for his Holy Spirit to fill our souls with sheer delight, delight that his pleasure with us never stops, never ever Yeah, we should um, still say sorry to God uh, when we get things wrong. That's true. Uh, And actually, there are real times when we might hold on to something that we know is wrong, uh, but we don't want to say sorry. We know we do that. And we can grow in bitterness, can't we? And that can really damage our joy. Because in not being sorry, well, we're not going to enjoy his pleasure at us. We're not going to want to. So do think for yourself at the moment. You know, is there anything maybe that you're holding on to that you know is wrong but you don't want to say sorry for is there something for you so we need to say sorry so that we can then enjoy God to enjoy him singing over us to think God you're smiling on me yes God I I love that I love that Maybe this week you could put uh, this verse on your fridge, perhaps, Stephaniah 3, 17. Or maybe you could text that verse round to a Christian friend who's feeling bad at mucking up. And we're all going to muck up in COVID time. The next month's going to be hard. Why don't you do that? And let's move on to the next way the Spirit can grow our joy. The next way. Enjoying God's non-stop purposes. In our reading we had earlier, uh, well, not long before Jesus was put on trial and crucified, he explains really the greatest example of God's non-stop purposes. So John chapter 16, verse 20, he said this to his disciples, 
Uh, do follow along in your Bibles if you want to. He said, Very truly, I tell you, this is Jesus, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Your grief will turn to joy. So Jesus was saying he was going to be crucified. He knew that. But God was still doing good work in that. He was saving us. Jesus' death on our behalf. And because of this, we can know that God will always do good work. Always. That's even when it doesn't seem like it at all, like at the cross. God's purposes are non-stop. Again, think of it this way. Um, uh, you're in a space capsule, okay? Go with me on this. Uh, it might be fun. And you're floating through space, right? And you're miles away from Earth, and you're traveling towards Mars, let's say, nice and far away. Um, and as you're floating through space, you might be thinking, well, it feels like I'm going nowhere, frankly. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just floating. There aren't any kind of street signs coming past the window. It just feels like I'm floating. But the thing is, even though it feels like you're going nowhere, actually, the whole time, the space capsule is still going forwards towards Mars. The whole time. It's always going forward. It just doesn't feel like it. Now, it is similar with God's purposes and plans, in a way. Even when it feels like nothing good can happen, we're going nowhere or even going backwards, God will always do good work. It's like at the cross. God's purposes keep going forward. They never, ever stop. Let me give you a, a real-life example. Uh, in the country of Iran, 40 years ago, uh, a government took over that was really, really against Jesus and against followers of Jesus. And for the few Iranian Christians at that time, they might have thought, this is awful, awful. We're going backwards. God's purpose is going nowhere. God's failed. But you know what? In those 40 years, the number of people hearing about Jesus and turning to Jesus has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. And earlier this year, just a few months ago, non-Christian researchers confirmed that in Iran now, there must be almost one million followers of Jesus. One million. That is a lot of people. Do you see? God's purposes never, ever stop, even when it seems like they do. So again, for you and me, let's ask God to grow us in really enjoying this about God. I'm not saying it's easy. You know, many of us know that from personal experience, of course. But with the hard year that we're having, perhaps it's all the more important, actually. Now, the trials we face can be a huge stumbling block to having joy. And maybe you felt your joy in God just drowning in the trials that you've been going through. But what we can do is we can come to God and we can tell him, God, this is really hard. It feels like everything's going wrong. I can't seem to see your hand in anything. So many things feel out of control. It's so hard. But please help me to trust that you are in control and your ways are good and they continue. Nothing can stop you. Good is going to happen. I want to trust you with that. Please help me. 
Yes, God, please. You know, it can be a battle, but, but joy can grow. Joy can grow in the trials. And even though COVID is really hard, Lord, I mean, maybe you're opening up conversations about Jesus with my family and friends. That's good. Maybe you're showing me how much I need my church family. Maybe I hadn't realized. Oh, that's good. And maybe you're revealing parts of my character that I've tried to cover up. Maybe my love of control. Oh, that's hard, but that's good as well. God, you never stop being at work for good. He never stops. So let's ask God to help us enjoy that deep down in our hearts. And then our third way, more briefly, our third way the Spirit can grow our joy. Enjoying God's non-stop presence. His non-stop presence. Uh, further on in that reading today, uh, Jesus reassures his disciples. John 16, verse 22, Jesus says, as we heard earlier, he says, Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Jesus promised his disciples, you could say the happiest thing ever, I think, that they will be together with Jesus forever, and no one will take away that joy. And you know what? It's even better for us. If we trust Jesus, he promises we will be together with Jesus forever in heaven. And in the meantime, Jesus lives in us by his Spirit. Let's think again about being in that space capsule. You know, why not? Um, that journey, that would be hard, that journey, wouldn't it? It would be a long journey, a lonely journey. But if your best friend was there with you in the capsule, that would matter a lot, wouldn't it? That really would matter. You'd have them with you the whole journey. You could talk to them when you're worried. You could cry with them when you're sad. You could make jokes together. You could, they can keep you going. They can say, you'll be all right, stick with me. They'd say that to you. They would never stop being with you for all that journey. And that would be brilliant. It'd transform the whole thing, wouldn't it? In a similar way for us, our life journey, as it were, right now can feel very hard. It feels long. It feels lonely. What matters most is who is with us that we'll never lose. And that's Jesus himself in our heart by his Spirit. We will never ever lose him. We can talk to him when we're worried. We can cry with him when we're sad. We can know him saying to us, you'll be all right, stick with me. He will stay with us and in us always, nonstop, nonstop for the whole journey to heaven and then the whole of eternity. So again, for you and for me, let's ask God to grow us in really enjoying him in this way. In any situation, we can pray and think, I might feel very alone, but I am not. I am not. I have Jesus in my heart by the Holy Spirit. 
and I'll never ever lose him. Yes, God, I love that. I love that. Thank you, God. Think back to Corrie Ten Boom, we heard about at the start briefly. Um, I'd really recommend reading her story. I mean, why not do that over November? Uh, there's children's versions of her story as well. Why don't you read it as a family or with a friend? Um, even in the very worst situation, God grew her in her joy. She knew God smiled on her. She knew God would still do good. And she knew God was with her and in her. I mean, look at her there, and a beaming smile out the other end of it. Wonderful. Why don't you read about her? So to finish, this is our chance. Our chance to ask God to grow us in joy. I mean, do you want to know more of God's joy? Ask for the Spirit's work in you. Then enjoy these three things about God we've thought about today. I mean, there are many other things to dwell on, but these things we've thought about, and God's nonstop pleasure, purposes, and presence. And maybe think, you know, for me, which of these do I perhaps tend to care about least? Maybe focus on that over the next few weeks. You can ask God to make this affect your heart more and more. Enjoy Him in, enjoy him in prayer. Enjoy Him over breakfast. Enjoy Him on your daily walk, perhaps, or your walk to school. And lastly, I really suggest find some ways to express joy. Express it. You know, how we do that will vary, of course, lots of ways, but try to find some way to express it. Sing to God. Write about your joy in him. Talk to friends or family about this joy. Text someone about it. Express it. Find some way to express it. Expressing joy often helps, actually. Helps it to grow more and more. And expressing joy also shares it with others, of course. Because we want the people around us to see that God is there. And God is good. Let's pray together now. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we uh, want to take a moment really to really ask you that you would grow each one of us in a deeper, truer, unshakable delight in you. We cannot do this. You can. So thank you for your spirit who lives in us. May he grow our characters in, in joy in you. And we pray this for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.